Hey, Team Kiesler, uh, we're, we're getting ready to start a new video series. What is a focus-driven warrior? And so we rolled this out eight months ago, and you're starting to see the slogans all over base. And a lot of times we're getting questions, well, what does that mean? And so Chief and I, with the, with the PA team, have decided to do these video series. So we're gonna, today is the first one. So Chief, we're ready to roll this thing out? We are. So Focus-Driven focus Warrior has been um, part of our conversation pieces for many, many months. And um, every once in a while, we come across some really wonderful airmen who embody that. And uh, so today we'd like to introduce Chief Mass Sergeant Cody Bailey from the 333rd Training Squadron, home of the Mad Ducks, and Senior Mass Sergeant Rosa Baird, who is um, in our Comptroller Squadron. We're going to just kind of have a conversation about what it means uh, to be a warrior in their opinions. And then Let's see where this video series goes. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for joining us, Chief. And, yeah, thanks for uh, having Senior us. Senior Rosa Thanks for inviting us. It's a awesome. Absolutely. So, I mean, really, you know, warrior ethos, you know, what does it mean to you? So I guess we can just start there. You're a cyber guy. You're from Comptroller. So people think about warriors, our pilots, or our AFSOC guys, but really all of us in uniform have to have a warrior ethos. So just we'll kick it from there. You really can't talk about it without going back to your origin, Right. Um, where where you started from, and then this this process of of being trained as a uh, first and foremost as an airman, and then as an airman to a, a cyber professional, uh, myself being a cyber warfare operator, and uh, from there, you know, it's the, it's embracing the the values and the characteristics of uh, what a warrior is. It's being relentless in the times of um, of challenge or um, different. Uh, adversity that you may face along the way that gets you to a point where uh, you can be able to see what you're about to go through, that is train for it, prepare for it, and have the courage to overcome the fear um, that you may come along the way in order to see out the mission. It's all about mission accomplishment. Absolutely. How about you? Well, in my mind, when I think of a warrior, I think of someone that is always ready and to be ready means to be trained, to mean to know your job, um, physically ready, mentally ready, just in every aspect of your life. Um, for when they call us to go be part of the fight, no matter what happens, I can say, yes, I can go. I'm ready to go. So just always being on my toes and being ready to go. So one of the things, Chief, you were mentioning um, kind of goes back to the conversation, sir, that you and I have a lot, and that's about the grit. Um, you know, going through adversity and, and you know, when you're on your, on, just on that warrior um, ethos, that, that, meant, that road. Um, but, you know, things do pop up and then how do you overcome them? And then always being ready is important. So that's why I just, um, I don't know, one of the very first things that just popped in my mind was um, that grit that we, can, we talk about. You, you, know, you mentioned it so much, especially to our youngest airmen who arrive on the installation. Absolutely. Well, you know, just as you come in, I mean, I, we've been in a long time. And so I think back to when I was Airman Basic Hunter, and then just the evolution of coming straight in from high school, learning what it means to be a professional airman, and then learning some lessons sometimes that you didn't think were lessons, but were important. And, you know, we talk about even just situational awareness, right? When we're driving around in the vehicle, sometimes with a white top, and somebody misses a salute. It's not about missing the salute that's so important. It's the fact that you're paying attention, situationally aware, because when you're downrange, not knowing your surroundings could actually cause harm to either you or your wingman. So just 
kind of flipping that switch to what it means to always be prepared for the battlefield. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. You know, when I think about a warrior, you know, just recently, um, you know, um, the Karate Kid just came out with a new series, right? And it's the small things, right? You 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 see it as just a, another task that um, the Air Force or the military is putting in front of you, the whole wax on and wax off. But then all of a sudden, uh, when you're not sh- shining vehicles, you're, you're, you're blocking punches that are coming your way. You're blocking um, kicks and uh, like you said, the, the importance is, is, is your situation awareness. So your importance is, you know, with the karate um, analogy is, is you're, you're protecting yourself or you're, um, you're defending yourself against what's coming at you. So I think, you know, from the beginning, we're always taught attention to detail, right? So I think that just goes back to it, right? We, we pay attention to what our hair looks like, what our uniform looks like, our physical fitness. All those attention to detail play a huge part in getting ready for the fight and to be be that warrior that the Air Force needs from us. So I feel like every little part of the way of our journey to where we are now, because we've been in for a long time too, so um, we can say that we've learned something along the way that has helped us prepare to be a warrior, to be ready to go at all times. We do talk about grit a lot. And so grit, you know, lots of definitions of it, but the passion and perseverance to overcome and then just having that resilience if you get knocked down. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys have an example of somewhere down along the road where maybe you were knocked down or you fa- faced a challenge that you were able to overcome to get to where you're sitting today. You want to share any of that with us? Wow. That's, that's a huge one for me. Um, about five years ago, I, I got a call right before Christmas and I uh, was told that you have breast cancer. So for me, um, that's... That was a huge blow, and I don't think I was mentally prepared for that. Physically, I was ready. Put me through any kind of treatment that I needed to go through, and I did it. Um, But one of the things that I was set on doing was getting through it. And so I stayed physically um, capable. So I I worked out throughout all my treatments and my surgeries. I tried to keep my mind sharp. Of course, my husband helped me out with that a lot. Um, Made sure that um, I remembered where I needed to be, reminded me what I needed to do to get through all that. And then my family, my little girls and my husband, my mom and dad and all my siblings, they were just there constantly behind me, just helping me through it. And then once I got through, um, I had to prove to myself and to the Air Force that, you know, I can still do my job and that I'm still here, I'm still relevant. And I, I had that grit to get through all of that and um, made it through the MEB process, showed them that I could do it, and still doing my job, still ready to go. Your story is awesome, right? But your story, when you share it with the airmen and you, you, know, you let them know, like, hey, these obstacles are popping up in your lives, but don't stop now, you know, fight through it. And, and you don't, I mean, um, you share your story when it needs to be shared. And, right. I, and that's, uh, it's, it's huge because you're a really, you know, shining example to a lot of people who um, struggle in different ways. So thanks. I think it's amazing. Like, of course, your family was there for you. And and can you talk about how did the Air Force family take care of you too? So um, at the time, I was the readiness NCO in the Airmen and Family Readiness Center. And I felt like I was meant to be there at that time because every helping agency that was available for us, um, I had the MFLAX with me to talk me through any you know, issues that I couldn't feel like mentally I could overcome. Um, I 
became part of the um, Wounded Warrior pro um, Program. So uh, they helped with the family too, to help them understand what it meant to like work together and get through the process together. Uh, gosh, the, the medical through getting through treatments and um, getting through surgeries and having everybody there. We had the meal trained to help when there were times that I couldn't um, cook dinner, but my family was fed. Uh, so I just felt like everybody together came through from my family and kind of helped us through every, every facet. Oh, that's awesome. And thanks for sharing your story oh, with us. Oh, anytime, sir. All right. Chief, you got, you got, a, you got an example? Or? Let's see. Um, as a brand new Master Sergeant, um, back in 2014 and 15, uh, it's my time um, to go do my deployment out in Afghanistan and um, being a part of a cyber operations squadron. There's an opportunity to have um, an effect in, in, in our integration with um, warfighter efforts and ground forces and special operation forces. And it was just a, um, a very challenging um, time in my life where um, I raised my hand. I said, I'm ready to go out there. I was a liaison officer, one of the only ones that were out in that deployed environment. But my job was to integrate cyber capabilities into the warfighters' efforts. And, um, and it was extremely challenging because, one, being a, uh, a master sergeant, uh, I didn't have all the um, officer rank um, as um, those that were close to me on my, my cyber team. Uh, you have a capability that you know that can create an effect, uh, but you come a, a across, a, you know, different barriers. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's communication barriers. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, just the, the respect of the rank um, along the way. And as much as we know that the NCOs are the backbone of the Air Force, uh, sometimes it's a little more challenging when you go into a deployed environment and you're in joint operations. So there were times where you you felt defeated for the day. So instead of crawling back into our you know canister and and our our, our living barracks, um, instead of of hiding and and running away from the challenge, got up the next day and I looked at my team. I'm like, okay, how can we overcome this this barrier? And the first thing I did was the major that was a part of my team. I briefed them on my capability and I said, we're going in here together. And it was an army major. Then all of a sudden, things were picking up, right? There were people back home that were relying on us um, to, to make sure that this was something that can be seen um, and, and create that effect every single day that saved lives. And to me, that was a extremely difficult time uh, just because of the amount of stress and the pressure that was on you along the way um, to to basically have a success of the mission. And uh, again, we, we do it for our country. We do it for the, the folks back home and uh, they were relying on us. So we, we couldn't stop at, at, at failing. Uh, we had to make sure we kept going. Yeah, we absolutely have the no fail mission. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've deployed twice in, that, in the joint environment and it, it's interesting. And I always try to pass it along to our folks is don't be your rank, be your, be your uh, capacity, right? We know what we bring to the fight, and we do give a lot more to our younger folks than, than than some of our joint services. And they're a little bit more rank conscious. But we're, you know, I had to I had to tell an army captain who was the engineer. It's like, you're the engineer. The 06 was not the engineer, so we need the engineer solution. And so just making sure that they uh, pay attention to that, and bring what bring with the skills and talent to the fight that they have. That's right. And build communication, build that trust along the way in order to um, effectively come together and see out the mission. It's important. You know, when we think about 
what is a focus-driven warrior, um, what kind of conversations are you having with those um, airmen, capital A airmen and guardians? Like, what kind of conversations do you have with them when they say, oh, I, I, I can't be a warrior, I've never deployed, or I, I won't deploy, or whatever the case? I just try to remind them that we are here for the fight, wherever and whenever that may be. And so we, at all times, need to be, make sure that we're trained and that we're ready to go. Letting them know that this is what we signed up for. Just keep going after it. I think this has been a great initial uh, clip for this video series and really appreciate you guys giving your guys' perspective. You got anything else, Chief? We just wanted to kick off this video series with, with two um, warriors that we work with on a regular basis, whether it's just um, the impression that they make with our youngest airmen to our our more seasoned airmen. <laughs> I'll say it's always a privilege to put this uniform on. So with that, we'll sign off and just say, be focused, be driven, be warriors, and we'll see you next time.